You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Get the word in there, get you out and enjoy your day, amen, and enjoy this extra hour before you go to work tomorrow, amen. You still have an extra hour, or did you already spent it? Come on, I still got the hour. I'm still working on my hour. I'm still working on the day, amen, and so I know I get an extra hour after this, amen, an extra hour of breathing, an extra hour with family. I get an extra hour with my wife. Now, that's a bonus right there for me, amen. Extra hour with my wife, amen. Come on, where have you spent your hour? Or is it already gone and busy? Huh? With your wife, there it is. Come on, we, we take that extra hour because you do get an extra hour. Some of you guys slept an extra hour. You guys used it already. You're done, amen. I'm waiting for my hour to come, amen, hallelujah. But whichever way you used it, all of us got an extra hour. And so let's, let's, let's focus on the hour now and say, God, if you focus here, then he'll give you more as we leave this place. And maybe you'll find your hour throughout the day. Amen? Amen? I'm not, I'm not trying to throw something weird at you guys. Amen? It's the truth. Amen? Hour goes back. We got an extra hour. It just makes sense. Amen? So let's find our hour. Amen? I want to go back and I want to focus on the bill part. I started the series, amen. I didn't know it was going to turn into a series, but, but I wanted to minister and focus on the build part of our mission statement, which is win, build, serve, send. Say that with me. Win, build, serve, sent. I want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 19, a scripture I've been using throughout this series that, I, that I've been on, on disciple-making. Amen. Or being a disciple. But win, build, serve, and send. And the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 419. And he said unto them, follow me. Somebody say, follow me. And I will make you what? I will make you what? He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There are two important words that go with disciple-making. One of them is follow, and the other is example. And so today I want to minister a message entitled, On Your Mark, Get Set, what, what follows? Go. On Your Mark, and we all know that, amen. You guys ever been in a race at school, Right? This is, these are the famous words that you hear when a race starts. On your mark, which means uh, to get on that mark, amen, that, that line, whatever number are you. Uh, who's number one? All right, we'll put Jesus. Good, good answer. Good answer. Who's number two? Now, number two can be you. Don't have to be me. It, 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 say me. 
Whatever it is, you, your, your number's in there. I, my favorite number's three. So I'm a number, I'm a, I'm a number three right there. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's my number. Amen. But on your mark, get set, go. Don't go right now. Don't go. See, in disciple making, you have to follow, and the other word, you have to be an example. On your mark, which means you gotta, you got to put your focus in your mark on who? Jesus. You have to set yourself, and then you have to go to be the example. All right? Your mark has to be the focus of Christ. When we line up in this race that we're running in, Jesus has to be your total focus. Can somebody say amen? amen? So your mark has to be there. Even Paul says, you know what? One thing I do is forget what's behind, and I put my focus on what's ahead. I, I keep my eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. So you got to put a focus. How many are, you, you ever ran a race without knowing where you're running? Really, every race has a track, right? You ever see anybody go off track? Hey, the race is this way, bro. <laughs> see, there's Christians today that they don't even know where they're running because there is no mark. There, there is no focus. And, and so they, 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 there's no, see, if, you have no, if you're not shooting for where you want to go, you'll end up nowhere or running in circles. How many want to go somewhere? Come on, where, where, where's, our, where's our destiny at? Come on, it's with Christ, with Jesus. He goes, you know what? I go to prepare what? A place for you that where you, where I am, you'll be, right? So our focus has to be the finish line. Our focus is that we're going to run this race. We're going to go through life. The race is life. And we got to put our mark, amen. But our focus, my destination is not life. Though our, there are concerns in life and there are things I have to do in life, but my focus and my goal is on the mark, which is Jesus Christ. Your, your mark has to be on Jesus. It can't just be on your husband. It can't just be on your finances. That's, that's the race. But the ultimate mark still has to be Christ. Come on, are you following me today? Come on, if you're not following me, you're not going nowhere. Tell your neighbor, you better follow pastor. <laughs> Come on, just, can you follow me for a little bit? So you got to have a mark. I mean, Christ has to be the mark. And then you have to set who? Yourself. You have to set yourself, not only focus on the mark, but then you got to set yourself. That's why it says, you want to submit to yourself, then the devil flees. Submit yourself to yourself first, then to God, and the devil flees. So you, you got to bring your, 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 your life into submission in this race. You have to be willing to run. Hello. Come on, you have to be willing to run in this race. So you got to focus on the mark. You have to set yourself, and then you have to go. When the gun goes off or when it says go, you have to run the race, amen, and be the, the example. That's the goal part is being the example. Are you following me? To be a disciple maker, you have to have followers. If you're going to, that's why, if you're going to be an example, amen, you got to be an example to those who are following you. Jesus said to those men on that beach that day, he said, Come after me. He said, walk with me. Be like me. Follow my example. 
This is the very heart of the gospel and the very heart of disciple-making, church. Meaning that you have to be very careful that you are following his doctrine. Following his doctrine. Following what's in the word of God, amen. Not just man, but the word of God. You've got to follow his ways, his example. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Follow his manner of life, his purpose, his faith, his long-suffering, his love, his persecution, his perseverance, his affliction. Come on, somebody, amen. Are you willing to follow Christ that way? Because that's what it takes, listen, to be a disciple-maker. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, the New King James says this. Yes, somebody say yes. Yes to all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer what? Will suffer what? Come on, you got to say persecution. Will suffer what? You got to understand, following Christ requires this. When you follow Christ, guess what's coming with you? Persecution. Come on. We are going to suffer. There's going to be persecution, amen. There's going to be long-suffering, amen. You're going to have to have perseverance in this race that we're running. So you've got to understand, you've got to say yes. Yes, God. I, 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 I will suffer with Christ. I will suffer persecution. This is what took the disciples of old to be made, amen. And it takes disciples of today to be the same way. Look what happened to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. It says this, three times I was beaten with rods. You ever been beaten with a rod? Oh, there's one right there, amen. How many ever got the stick or the belt from mom and dad, amen? Hallelujah. All of us have. We need to bring the belt back, amen, for our kids, amen. That's probably, that's probably what's wrong with our generation today, amen. Hallelujah. Come on. But he says three times, three times Paul was beaten with rods for the sake of the gospel. He says once I was stoned, and he's not talking marijuana here. Come on, he's not talking pot. He's not talking marriage. I don't even know what kind of words they use as pot today. Come on, he was not stoned because if I was writing this scripture, and if it had to do with being stone stone. I'll be been three times and stoned a lot. <laughs> but he was stoned with rocks for the sake of the gospel. Anybody here been rock thrown at because you've been pray, uh, preaching Jesus? Come on, this is what, it's, this is what it costs. This is, this is who we're following. And so if we follow Christ, guess what? This can fall on us. Hello. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked, and once I spent the whole night, a day, adrift at sea. Are you still willing to follow Christ? Because this is what it takes to be a disciple maker. We think that we get saved and God just just, just going to bless us. You know, we're going to get blessed. He's going to fix our problems. He's going to put our marriage. And all that's part of it, but we forget about the suffering part. We forget about the persecution. 
We forget all this because if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, then we got to understand that this comes along with it. I can stand here and say, man, I've been blessed and God has blessed me. But let me tell you, we have faced persecution. I have faced insult. I have faced people that have made fun of this church, of my ministry, amen. I've been people that I've had things thrown at me as accusations at, this, at my church, at this church, at my life, all for the sake of the gospel. I've been made fun of, all for the sake of the gospel. You have to be an example to follow. On your mark, get set, go. Go be an example. Because somebody, I'm here to let you know, somebody is following you. Parents, guess who's following you? Your kids. Come on. Leaders, guess who's following you? People who you are leading. Ministries, whatever you have, people are following you. If you, even on your job, amen, if you're a boss or, or you're somebody that oversees people, people are following you. You have to set the example. Come on, as grandparents, doesn't mean that our job is over because we finished raising the kids. No, they are still following us. They're still, we still have to set an example. I, I have to set an example for my grandkids. The power of Disciple-making is that, that the Christ life or the Christian life and the ministry must be modeled, listen, must be modeled in order to be known. It must be modeled in order to be understood. How would they know unless someone is willing to model Christ to this world? How are they going to know? Unless we model it for them. How are they going to know how to follow Christ unless we model it for them? Because if we can show them our lives, then they, maybe they can understand the life of Christ. Maybe if you start to model his, his life, then you will start to understand his life. And walk his ways in order to grow. In order to be understood. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7 and 9 says this, for you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idled when we were with you. We have never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Robert Coleman wrote in one of his books, the world is desperately seeking someone to follow. Come on. They will follow someone who is certain. But will they know the way of Christ? Or will they be the ones leading them into greater darkness? But in reality, church, every one of us, every one of us, you, 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 you're making a disciple. Every one of you guys are making disciples. Now, they can either be good disciples or they can be bad disciples. But somebody's following you, whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not. 
Someone's following you. See, the teaching in the life of Christ must be embraced. We as Christians have to embrace this life. We have to model his life. And the only way that you're going to model Christ is by embracing his life, by understanding his life, by being his life, church. It has to be repeated by anyone who follows Christ, by being a living example and demonstrated. You got to demonstrate it, amen. We need to be a people that go. Come on, don't. See, a lot of us get on the mark. We get set, but nobody goes. It says go, and nobody runs. Oh, I got a cramp. I can't run. You know, we, we pull up with a, we pull up lame. You know, we, we like, oh, you know, I, I, I can't be the, the disciple. I can't be, take on the ministry. I can't set the, I don't want to, you know, we become lame and we come with our lame excuses. We, we get on the mark, amen, and we know what we need to do. Yeah, yes, 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 I, my eyes are on Jesus. That's what pastor says. We've got to keep our eyes there, amen. And, and so we put ourselves and we get ourselves to church, amen, but no one's going no more. No one's running no more. No one's saying, follow me as I'm following Christ. Uh, come on, I'll be your example. I'll show you how to be like Jesus. I'll demonstrate it with my life. I'll show you, follow me. No one wants to follow no one wants to be a leader. No one wants to go. It's too hard. We run for a little bit. And then we quit. Then we get those that are excited. You ever got excited? No, nobody? Okay. You ever got excited, stirred in your heart, amen? I don't know. I got excited through our conference. Anyone get excited during the voice conference, amen, with the messages? Come on, you get excited. You say, man, this is what I'm going to do. And you say, on your mark, you're running. <laughs> but you don't know where you're going. You're like, yeah, I'm excited for Christ. Yeah. And you're running. And all of a sudden, you just, <sighs> then you poop out. You can't run this race like that. This race, you got to set a pace. You know, it's just, it's just one of these. You got to keep going because not, this is not a sprint. This is a race. A sprint, you got the 40-yard dash, and that's, that's your total mark with that. Boom, it's over. Man, I got tired of doing that. <laughs> we're in the mountains. I mean, we were, we were out of breath, and we were climbing up the... <sighs> And, and all it was was two steps. <laughs> we, were like, we were like this. Oh, man. Let me catch my breath. It was, man. Man, we were, man, we're old. No, it's the altitude. It was just. It was just. <laughs> and we're old. I got, up, I got up yesterday morning. Amen. We're packing and for our, getting ready for our last service. And then my wife wanted these cones. They were. These, uh, these pine cones were huge, man. And she goes, man, I want those. And so the guy was saying, you can take anything you want in this wilderness, whatever. And so I run up these things. I had to run up. And that's where we were meeting at, and these, these cones were there. So I grabbed them, and I ran down. And then I got to run up to get another one. And then I had to run up the stairs. By the time I got to the room, I was like this. <laughs> I got your pines. <laughs> For my baby, hallelujah. But see, are you willing to run for Christ that way? 
that you're going to have to sprint sometimes and you're going to have to stay consistent. And then, yes, there's times of rest. How many know that God gives us rest in this race that you and I are in? But we've got to understand this is for long endurance. This is for long life. Amen. So don't run this race like a sprint. Take your time and run the race right because people are following you. Some of you guys are still at the starting line. Some of you guys have been coming here for some time, and you never went. You never go. And Christ is looking for goers. Going, not the sin part. Yeah, the sin is to, to go out to a city. That's a, different, that's a different goal. That's a different goal. The goal is the build part. God is looking for those that will go to build, those that will go to be an example, and that's you, and you, and you, and you. The world is looking desperately for someone to follow. And you and I have the answers. You and I already know, come on, Jesus is still enough, amen. Come on, that's how we run, guys, that Jesus is enough. His promise still stands. Great is thy faithfulness. Come on, I'm still in his hands. Amen. This is my confidence. See, where I go, I demonstrate the examplership of Christ in my life. How do you do it, Christ? How do you do it? Christ. Christ, Jesus, Jesus. That's how I show my coworkers. This This is what I, that's how I stand. I don't get waved. I don't get moved by what I sell or don't sell. Because Jesus is still enough. Is he enough for you? Well, you got to get on your mark. You got to get set. You got to go. We don't go in arrogance. We don't go in showing off. I can run backwards, sideways. No, Jesus always has. I've never had an accident. I've always gone backwards, and boom, boom. I'm just good. I'm just good. And if I hit a little bit, Jesus makes an extra step for me. Boom. Why? He's my confidence. You know why I'm good? Because he's good. I'm not good in myself. The Bible says that there's nothing good inside of us. That we're like filthy rags. Even our righteousness is filthy rags before the Lord. My confidence doesn't come in me. It comes in Christ. And so when I have my confidence, I know that I'm still in his hands. This is my confidence. That even in my mess ups, Jesus cleans up. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. Uh, even in our mess ups, he cleans us up. He makes us look good still. Why? Because we're his kids. We've got to demonstrate this. We've got to live it. We have to be a people that will go and be the example, man. We become a living example of the truth. And it's the truth that what? Sets people free. If you run with confidence, if you run as an example, guess what? You bring freedom to others. Because of the examples that were ahead of us. And he is the prime example. Jesus is the prime example. But there's other heroes of faith, amen, that I have followed. My leaders, my pastors still today, amen. I run after what she's doing, amen. Because why? Because she hears from God, amen. And so I follow those that follow Christ. They have been my example. And I still run with confidence. 
I'm still following others, and others are following me. In this race, everybody's following each other. But ultimately, we're following Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. He's a prime example, and he says, man, uh, just come after me. Walk with me, uh, and we'll get this done together. Because you don't run alone, guys. He runs beside you. He's the encourager, and he brings the Holy Spirit uh, as your trainer and teacher, amen. Then the ultimate is God the Father, amen. Oh, that gives us full strength, amen. So we don't run this alone. He gives us a personal trainer. The Holy Spirit is your personal trainer. Come on, not only is he your friend, but he's your trainer. He trains you, amen. He encourages you. He's the one that says, come on, one more time. I remember working out, man, and we would, we'd be with friends. That's how we live. Some of us just dropped the dumbbell and we started fighting right there. But those are the, those are, that's what I need in my life, man. Someone's going to, like when I talked last week, Sony's going to get slapped. We need people to slap us right. Come on, son, we need that brother, to, you know what, to, to, to put his thumb on us and get in our business. Why? Not because we're all that. No, we're helping each other. We're disciple, making disciples, amen. We have to be here to encourage. And the Holy Spirit's the, the main one that, that just comes and says, come on, you can do this. You ever felt like giving up and then all of a sudden you get up again? You're like, I'm done. I, that's it. I, I'm not going to church no more. I'm done in this race. And the Holy Spirit's right there. Are you done? Are you done crying? You all right? You okay? Get up. Get up, boy. I can't do this. You can do this. Look at me. What? Look at me. What? <laughs> Holy Spirit don't talk to you like that? That dude, he, he's picked me up a few times. He, he's... he's Yelled at me a few times. Let me tell you, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for that friend I have. I thank God for that encourager. I thank God for that person that comes and get up. You can still do this. Keep running your race. It's not over. I'm with you. Does he say, I'll be with you to the very end of ages? That's Christ. That's that's what he's done. That's what he's modeled for us. That's that's who the, the Holy Spirit is there for us. And sometimes the Holy Spirit comes in the form of somebody, a brother, a sister. Come on, the Holy Spirit showing up so many times in my wife, encouraging me. I remember one time I felt like giving up. I felt like running out of the church. I said, I'm done. Not with God, but I'm done with the church. I'm done with these people. You weren't there, so don't worry about it. Amen. The first group got all jacked up. Amen. They were my practice group, amen. They're not here no more. They're all backslidden, gone, amen. I, I messed up all kinds of people <laughs> my early years, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm talking way before even you, amen. You got a little jack. You're still a little jack, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she she's right there, yeah. She's right there. Yeah, yeah. Still here. 
She's laughing too. I lost my point now, guys. You said go. I thank God for the examples I've said before me. And I said, I had great examples. But you know what? I wasn't the greatest example as a pastor when I first started. But thank God I didn't give up in those times. And what I was talking about, there was one time in the ministry, and I was probably five years into it or somewhere around that. I don't know. And I don't try to relive it or anything like that. But I, I used it as a lesson. I remember on a Sunday morning, and, and things just hit my life. And I was, the devil just jacked me up. He slapped, the devil slapped me. I was getting slapped by the devil by life and all these things. And he came with accusations. And he's, he, he's the one that was walking around me at first. You call yourself a pastor. Look at you. Look at your home. Look at your life. Who are you to lead these people? You should give up and go back home. What's wrong with you? And I'm just listening to these voices. And then, and then here comes the Holy Spirit, my wife. <laughs> she comes, and, 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 she, and I come out of the prayer room, and I'm, I'm arguing, and the devil's just talking to me in that prayer. And I'm all alone in the prayer room. And I walk out, and she walks in. And she goes, what's wrong with you? I said, I can't do this. I'm done. I wanted to open the back door and just wanted to run. Not putting myself on the run of the mark. I ran off course. I wanted to run off course. And she's like, what's wrong? And, I'm not, and I just broke down. I started to just weep before her. Everybody else in, is in the, in, the, in the sanctuary. They don't even know what's going on. And I'm just crying. I'm, I'm complaining to her. And she grabs me. Get he opens the restroom door. Get in there. <laughs> Boom. And she goes, you sh- sh- wipe your muckles. Shut up. And I'm just weeping. I'm saying, babe, I can't do this. I'm done. I'm done. He goes, shut up. Don't talk loud. I'm going to hear you out there. And I'm like, My lips are quivering. And she looks at me and grabs my face. You can do this. Go out there and preach. I can't preach. I said, go out there. People are waiting for you. In other words, go out there and be the example. You're going to be the example that breaks down and says, I'm a quitter. Or not. You're going to be an example that you're an overcomer. So go out there and do your thing. (laughs) Let me tell you, that was the greatest experience I ever had. The Holy Spirit got a hold of me, using my wife, speaking to me, get back in there. You're not a quitter. Keep running. And man, I didn't preach that day. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit showed up that day. And we worshiped and worshiped, and I got set free. I think it was a turning point for my, my life and ministry, really. It's in those dark times that God reminds me, stay on your mark. Get a hold of yourself and keep going and being that example. And I've kept running, church, and running. I had other pitfalls, guys. 
Come on, you ever ran and ran on a, a hole? <laughs> it doesn't, you know, you're running, whoa. <laughs> you ever got one of those, amen? You've been walking, you're like, hey, wait up, guys. Oh. We, we, had, we go through pitfalls, amen. There's a continuous thing of this, but God has always been there for you. He's been there for us. You got to keep going. He's there to remind us. He sends us the Holy Spirit. He says, no, keep on going because we become the living truth church. And that truth sets people free. If we can show them our struggles and then show them our victories and show them who brought us the victory, let me tell you, it will bring victory to them. And pretty soon they're saying, where's your church at? What time's your service at? And people come, church. Not for you, but because of the Christ you told them about. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 says this, remember your leaders. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. I remember my leaders. I remember Brother David, amen. I remember David Arabella, my best friend, who became my leader and best friend, who taught me and showed me an example how to be a husband, how to be a godly man, how to pray, how to put a lesson there. He taught me how to preach. He taught me how to put a sermon together. He's the one that did all that. He goes, remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Follow the example of their faith. That's what I've done, amen. Throughout the years, I remember the leaders of past and the leaders I still have today. And I look at all the good that has come out of their lives and I follow their example of their faith. Up in the mountains, they gave honor to my pastor. And say, man, we give you honor. You're a great leader. You're a great example. I mean, I, I would like that one day, those very words spoken to me. Pastor, I was a great leader and a great example of faith for me. We need to know. You need to know who you're following, church. And only time will tell by the outcome. Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your life after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Here he's saying, come on, uh, look at me, brothers and sisters. Look at me. Pattern your life after me uh, as I pattern it after Christ. And then learn from those uh, that have set the example. I've shown my life for 17 years and counting. 17 years of saying, you know what? Like I said, the first ones were rough, amen. First ones, amen, I was just trying to learn myself, amen. I wasn't the greatest, but I had a heart. My heart was always there for the good. My heart was always there for the ministry. My heart was always for the people. Don't get me wrong. I, yes, I messed up, and yes, I've said things wrong over this pulpit that I have to personally come up the next Sunday to apologize. And I was the first one, and the Holy Spirit said, you need to get that right, boy. And the very next day, I have to apologize. Now, sets are wrong things, but it was always in a good heart intention. See, God doesn't judge the outside of the man, but the heart of the man. My heart was always been there good. God just had to work on the outside part. Help me be more compassionate. Help me to be more sensitive. And that's why I try to treat my, our leadership the same way, because I don't want them to follow that example. I've been through there, and I said, God, i got to set them a better example. This is what you need to do with your people now. Because before you go out there, it's too late. 
Sometimes you can get ruined and cut. I, I could have lost everything on that day. If she never walked in, she would have walked back outside and said, where's pastor at? And I would have been gone. The door would have been open. He was in dust. Trail. I'm, I might have been still running today. Just, there he goes. But I thank God that I got a hold. I, I, he knows I had a good heart, and, and the Holy Spirit always intervened for me. He intervenes for you. Come on, you know my conduct. Come on, I've set an example. You should know my heart. You should know what my intentions are. You should know our mission statement. You should know our model. You should know the heart of this church. And the bottom line is souls and souls and souls. We have to win the kingdom of God by winning souls, amen, winning the lost, going out there that are hung up and, and, and banged up, amen, and drugged out and all these things. we got to go out and win the lost, amen. We're not here to win other churches, amen. We're here to win those that are lost and bound, backslidden, amen, those that are dead in their sin, amen. We are there to give them an example of hope that comes through your life. We've been an example. Now you need to model, listen, what you've learned. You have to model what you've learned in order for you to stand in your own faith. That's the whole thing, church. Our teachings, our preaching, the word of God is for you to learn how to stand in your own faith. You don't need to wait for me to pray for you. You don't need... Wednesday or Sunday to show up to get right with God. That if you learn the example and follow those, and now you'll learn to stand in your own faith. When you're in your trial and you're in your storm and darkness is all around you, you'll learn how to stand in the midnight hour. you know how to stand and walk through that valley of shadow of death. Amen. You'll learn how to be the example to yourself. And say, I got it. I can stand in my own faith. Thank you. And now I'm going to teach others to stand in theirs. So what's this, this is what it's all about, church. I'm not in charge of how you live out your faith. We can partner together. I can work alongside with you. That you can learn to stand in your own faith. See, my own faith. See, faith that will enable you to speak to your mountains to move. Faith that will enable you to cause you to act and believe. Come on. Uh, we want you to learn that when you're in the trial and the storm, amen, and no one's picking up the phone or, and no one's answering a messenger on, on Facebook, amen, uh, that you can call out and stand and act in faith and say, you know what? Mountain, move, and the mountain will move, amen. Devil, get out, and the devil leaves, amen. Uh, you can start to declare the promises of God. His promise still stands today, and great is thy faithfulness, church. Man, I'm spitting good today. I'm going to get some seats closer to get the anointing on you guys more. Listen, so being an example in disciple making is to help other disciples, listen, find out and live out their own faith. You're an example to somebody, even to the unsaved church. 
If you have an unsaved spouse, guess what? You're an example. If you live out your faith, you show the God in you, your faith will cause them to stand. Will cause them to stand. They'll see that and they'll learn from you. Your kids will learn from you. How you handle your situations. Let me tell you, my kids look at my wife in the life when I was unsaved. And the, and the perseverance that she had and endured, amen, and said, you know what, I'm going to pray. And that's what taught my daughter how to seek God, even with an unsaved husband, amen. Because why? Because it was modeled before her. She was the example, amen. We need to be examples to our kids. This life is not going to get any easier, church. Come on, the things that are going on today were not even thought about when we were growing up. I mean, this world has gone crazy. Why? One reason we didn't give them a belt no more. No, that's one reason. My bonsacho. <laughs> hey, hey, my wife said, hey. I'm sorry. They won't even focus on that baby. <laughs> no, we need to be an example, guys. We need to be an example. Delete. Listen, they're following you and how you handle your storm and how you handle your battles in your own home is what's going to make them. It'll make them or they'll break them, church. Be the example. You're setting an example whether you like it or not. You're not exempt from this. So you might as well just get what? Better in it. Let's get better in the things that we need to do. In disciple making, the question is, listen, what are you producing? And what is going to be the end results of that? In your life and ministry, you've got to ask yourself, listen, as a disciple, listen, put your eyes up here. As an example, you've got to ask yourself, what are you producing? Is it good fruit? Is it bad fruit? What are you producing? Is it uplifting? Is it putting down? What is the end result of your race? What's the end result of your exampleship? Because if we start to act weird and start demanding things that are not spiritual, then don't follow that person. You need to get out and run. Listen, if you're not producing, listen, if you are not producing, then you need to be following, not setting an example. If you are not producing, then you not need to be a leader. You need to be a follower. Because if you're following, you're a disciple, and you're making disciples, then you need to have some fruit behind you that's good and lasting. And you have no fruit behind your ministry, and you can look back and say, what did I do with my life? And there is no fruit, then you need, to see, you need to keep following. You're not a leader yet. Because good leaders bring good fruit. And if there is no fruit, church, there is no ministry. Come on. You need to be following, not leading. I'm going to close with this. A spiritual leadership is not based on the fact that we can gather people around us. Leadership is about being that man and woman of God, being that good example that disciples want to follow. Let's make sure that we're setting the right example to follow and make sure that we know who we're following because we're all following somebody. Follow me 
as I follow Christ. And it's produced good fruit, lasting fruit. On your part, get sent. Go. Amen. Let's all stand up.